the principles and the values and the philosophy that started your journey traveling in the first place, the sense of freedom, the sense of designing your own life, the sense of having an adventure, the sense of new things, new cultures, expanding your experiences, your understanding, your knowledge of the world, all of those things can still happen. You've not heard us for a while, have you? Hello, listeners. Welcome to A Slider's Life, the honest guide to living and working abroad. My name is Liam. My name is Al. I'm surprised you remembered that. I'm I know. Impressed. I really had to concentrate then what I was introducing as a podcast. But there you go. A Slider's Life. Welcome. Hi, everyone. Hello. It's been a minute. Listeners. <laughs> it has been a minute. How cool are you? <laughs> it's been a minute, baby. <laughs> yeah, so there's been plenty going on. Um... Those of you who see us on LinkedIn will know that we are now, I think the technical term is balls deep in another podcast. <laughs> We're professionals. We're professionals. Our other podcast, not going to go into it too much because it'll be boring, quite rightly so. Why would you care? But our other podcast has kind of taken every minute of our day, hasn't mm-hmm. it? It has, yeah. If you're not sure, our other podcast is called Truth, Lies and Workplace Culture. I am a business psychologist. Al is a business owner. And we started a little podcast last summer to promote our our business stuffs, our uh, consultancy stuffs, um, and then it just seemed to seemed to grow legs, didn't it? Yeah, well, we started probably about summer last year. We were getting about sort of two or three hundred downloads a month, which let's just give you a bit of context that we're up to about twenty five thousand downloads on Sideways. So it was only a baby podcast, um, and. It was fun to do, and it was a bit more commercial in that we don't try and make money from Sideways, but we we obviously need to make money from the other Summon. podcast, something <laughs> from the other one. Um, and then we got picked up by the podca- podcast, no, the HubSpot Podcast Network. I, that's the one, that's mm-hmm. the word, picked up by them. Um, and then it kind of just blew up. So we are now, I mean, we're on target this month alone for the other podcast at 75,000 downloads, mm-hmm. which is one three times as many as um, as Sideways. But anyway, you don't need to know about our, our mistress, our guma, our bit on the side. <laughs> you need to know about you. We've missed you. We have missed you. What, what have you been up to? What the fuck have you been doing? Yeah. Why have you not been talking to us? You know our email address, the sidewayslife at gmail.com. Tell us what you're doing. If, you're, if you've literally gone, what the fuck? And you've opened your app and you've gone, Sideways got another... I'd imagine that you'd post on all the socials. Well, I would. I would. I would. I would. And you say there's a, there's a new episode, then go, if you'll literally listen to this and that's you, open up your Gmail app or your Outlook or AOL your hot online. Hotmail. Hot <laughs> <laughs> open up your app and email us and just say to us, what are you, what you've been doing? Because we've missed you. Yeah. We have. So we thought, we, do you know what? It's one of those things where sideways will always be our first love. That's Always true. be our first love. But, you know, sometimes something comes along that's a bit shiny, a bit exciting, you get distracted, and it just seems a bit too hard or a bit too much too much energy that you don't really have to to go back in. And then all of a sudden, this week, we were like, oh, Miss Sideways. Yeah. I want to record a Sideways. It might be a winter thing because we are here in Bosnia, and we'll tell you more about that in a second. We're in, in a place called Bosnia and Herzegovina, which is part of the former Yugoslavia, very close to where we are, bordering Croatia. We're bordering Serbia, bordering Slov- Slovenia? Mm, no, just no. Croatia. Montenegro. Montenegro and Hungary. And um, We do border Hungary. Well, I will Google that in a second <laughs> and I'll see if I can prove you wrong. 
<laughs> but we're here and it's now that the nights are drawing in. It's it's dark at like two o'clock in the afternoon. And I think it's <laughs> <laughs> such a drama queen. <laughs> and I think it reminds us of the time of this time last year when we did Podmas, 25 days of mm. Podmas. And we're just like, yeah, what, what's going on with you guys? Let's check in. Let's say hello. Can't promise this is going to be a weekly thing. I'd like it to be. I would like it to be. I think we can commit to that between now and when we go back for Christmas. I'm not sure we can do Podmas. No, we can't do Podmas because the <laughs> the fuck bank is empty. <laughs> or it will be by the 15th of December. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a, like an idea, on the, our other podcast takes around about sort of 15 to 20 hours each a week to do. So it's obviously a huge, huge commitment. Whereas this, when we turn up, we bring our gin and tonic. I've got no ice left, so you can't hear it clinking, but just imagine that you've got clinking of glasses. Um, and uh, and we just chat, and we're interested in you, but also we're interested in us because we're egotistical bastards, aren't we? Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> so shall we just quickly tell you, we our last episode was, I think, January, February time. I think it might have been March, but it's, it was a long, it feels like a lifetime ago. So let's just, in the next 10, 15 seconds let's tell you what's happened in march in march we were living in split in croatia we were on a digital nomad visa um we were it was our second digital nomad visa we were like eh, croatia's cool and then they joined oh, man she got expensive jesus Croatia, if you don't know, Croatia used to didn't used to be part of it was it part of the eu but not part Sh- of the eu but not schengen not yet. schengen so they joined Schengen on the 1st of January 2023, which was, which is like 11 months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they joined and they also adopted the euro as their currency, as opposed to the kuna, which was before. Fun, fun fact, kuna, I think it's a type of, um, of I want to say m- something Martin. It's like a little, uh, like a stoat or a weasel. <laughs> anyway, so they joined and everything just doubled in price overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, chicken was two quid then it was like well it's more more like eight quid Mm -hmm. at one point everything went really expensive um the country seemed a bit weird we also had a really weird feeling about it because the average salary didn't increase obviously Mm -hmm. overnight and so we're talking about if you're talking eight euros for you know a chicken and the average salary is like five six seven hundred euros a month that's not that's I, i worked that out as less than 100 chickens per month (laughs) <laughs> which isn't enough chicken it's not enough chicken <laughs> and if you're vegetarian then carrots went up too don't worry don't worry um so yeah so we decided that maybe it wasn't a long-term solution for us it never was though was well, it no and i think that's that is the problem we we really liked we really liked croatia and particularly i think i think we really enjoyed our time in medellin which is an istria different kind of I don't know what you call it, county, province, depending where you're from, in Croatia. We moved to Split, which is in Dalmatia, beautiful part of the world, definitely a lot more going on. Um, but yeah, the way the, the DN visa works, you can't stay long term. You can only do a year, then you have to leave for three months, come back on a tourist visa, reapply. So when you get to the, when you get to the age that we are, <laughs> where we're what now, 11 years traveling six years nomading the mind starts to drift towards where could we potentially call home and sadly for visa reasons croatia is is not that place so we made the decision to leave a bit earlier i think we actually could stay until august and we left in april mm-hmm. um and again i won't bore you but work stuff going on took us back to the uk blah 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 blah, blah. and we're like well, where do we go next so we'd started our search 
by really looking at where can we stay long term, which is something that we've probably not thought about for a long, long time. We've been happily nomading since 2017. If you know, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's kind of like, well, where can we settle? And actually, when you look at it, the list ain't that long. So Portugal, I think we were quite bullish on that a couple of years ago. Ended up not going. I don't, I can't remember why we ruled out Portugal. It's such a long way east. Mm, and west. we do, uh, west, sorry. <laughs> it depends which way, you know. It, it, it depends which way, where to you're coming from. But yeah. It's a very, very long way east if you go via Russia and China and, and come around that way and America. But. One of the things that that put us off a little bit about Portugal was that it all seemed a little bit too good to be true, which is bit, which is borne out now this last week or this week, where they basically scrapped a lot of the uh, a lot of the stuff. And also, if you're a regular listener, you'll know that we don't like going in obvious places. Mm-hmm. We went to Bali and we thought it was shit, and then we mm-hmm. went to Lombok, which is next to Bali. We thought that was amazing, amazing. And and so anywhere where where nomads go, we <laughs> we don't like. <laughs> Basically, what, what it is, isn't it? We don't like nomads. I don't think. I don't think it's we don't like nomads. We don't like a lot of nomads. We don't like oversaturation of nomads. Just because you know, as well, Al and I own our own business, and we have to think about opportunities there and competition and what we can do. So it is a factor how many, how many nomads or expats are already there. And I think the big thing for me was always like the the draw of Portugal. Yes, business wise, I don't think it is the same now. I think, like you said, a lot of it has been withdrawn. But it used to be business-wise, there was a good opportunity to establish a business, stay long-term. It's Schengen, which is brilliant in terms of having a Schengen res- residency. But I'll be honest, my only real draw was it's next door to Spain. Yeah. Which will always be, I think, the love of our life in terms of country. And I think if if we could do the same in Spain as we could in Portugal, Portugal wouldn't even have entered the conversation. We'd be living in Spain. So I think for me, it was kind of like, well, is that is that worse? Because then it's like, I live next door to the place I want to live. It's like an abusive relationship where it's like, I can either cut it off clean or just keep getting pulled back in. Yeah, so we even bought a car, if I remember, because we're going <laughs> oh, go yeah? to yeah, we're gonna go to Portugal. And when you register a car, then apparently you, you get like the first one is free from tax. So we said, oh, well, we'll go and get a new car. Bought a new car and then didn't. Go to Portugal. <laughs> While we're talking about Portugal, we have some people to say hello to. We do. Beth and Shelley, congratulations. Beth and Shelley are our founders through Sideways. Conversations were had. Friendships were made. We're yet to meet them, but hopefully we will very soon. But yeah, Beth and Shelley took the plunge and moved their entire life to Portugal this year. This year, back in last year. I want to say this year. But anyway, they look like they're having the most brilliant time. And they've also started a podcast called Wandering Works for Us. We get a little shout out on episode one. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, But yeah, definitely check it out. It's really interesting. And I think it's such, again, just such an honest account of what it is like to pick up your life and move abroad. So yeah, congratulations, guys. It's awesome news. Yeah, great. And and I think that... I don't know anyone who does a, a a podcast around about Portugal or from Portugal. I'm sure there are people, but definitely if you're interested in that kind of thing, then go and listen to those ladies. Um, Portugal, I'd be interested to hear their opinions mm. on what how things have changed because I know that something's changed recently which basically restricts the NHR or something. I, I can't remember exactly what the terms mm-hmm. are. Um, so, um, so yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. But anyway, so Portugal was off the table. Italy went back on. 
we were like, Italy, oh. Italy just was a surprise entry back on. Had we ever considered Italy? No. No. So you might remember earlier this year, we did a few interviews with experts from Italy on how to be an expat there, how to get the visa, how to pay tax. And on paper, it seemed very, very attractive in terms of ease of process, tax friendly. So we were kind of like, okay, this is Italy's one to check out. We've never really spent much time there. I don't think we've spent any time there on our own steam. No, no, that's true. That's true. We went there for a particular event, but then, so we went down there in May. We drove from the UK to Italy. We're like, right, this could be the rest of our lives. And um, we started off in Northern Italy um, and it was, it was nice, rainy. Jesus, they know, they know, they have plenty of rain. Um, but it was rainy, but it was nice, a really lovely house, uh, beautiful. We really liked it. The food, obviously, is incredible. Of incredible. Of and then we, uh, we after our Airbnb, we went Airbnb. We decided we found, we found, you know how Al likes a bargain. <laughs> I think I think it's the Scots mother in mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. That, that I like a bargain. So we found a great place in Sicily. Mm-hmm. There was a house. It was about 800 euros for the month or yeah, something. Yeah. I thought, this this will do us. Thank you very much. Nicely, nicely done. Well, I think is well, I wanted to go to Sicily because Sicily is never even somewhere that's been on, on my list of places to go. And I thought there's probably not going to be another opportunity where we can drive there quite easily because it's quite far south, isn't it? We can drive there quite easily, spend a chunk of time there, even if it's just a bit of a holiday and seeing what Sicily's like. Then we go back to the mainland of Italy, lovely. So it just made sense to be like, well, why are we here? Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't you? Is because we, we went in July and August. And if you even turned on the news last year, you will know that Sicily was literally on fire for about six weeks. 45 degrees during the day. Uh, with the first house, the house that I thought was a bargain turned out to be a bargain for a very good reason. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing my grandmother's voice in, in, in my head going, well, if it's cheap, it's cheap for a reason. Um, and it was pretty rubbish. Um, an obnoxious German owner. Um, who was just an asshole? Um, yeah, no air conditioning. We only had water three days out of seven a week. As in, like running water from the tap. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was just an Fucking unpleasant. Mitchell. Pretty sure we had bed bugs as well. Yeah, it was an unpleasant experience. So after we booked for a month, after about ten days, we found somewhere else and moved out mm-hmm. and moved to another town and paid twice, obviously. But um, anyway, but that was cute. That little flat was cute. That was cute. That was cute. Very very small, like sort of about. 20 square meters so that was fun setting up the podcast studio in there mm. um but um anyway yeah so we did all that and we we're like okay so italy's the place all right how do we apply for the visa turns out italy weirdly you can only apply for the visa before you come come you can't ap- apply for the visa when you're there which yes. is, just seems a bit weird yes and this is probably one of the few times that al and i weren't very on top of our research we're usually pretty good at that kind of stuff and i'm not sure whether it's work there's heat combination of the two but we just didn't do our due diligence around the, the visa application process for Italy and found out about 10 days before our Schengen days ran out that we had to leave Italy to apply for the Italian visa. So, I mean, I think I think like any good digital nomad, you're good in a crisis. You're good, you're good when you were in that Schengen days. You're like, I can do this. I know I know the places to go. So we thought, well, Bosnia, Bosnia has a governor. We've, we went there five years ago for about four or five weeks. Absolutely loved it. Actually had plans to come back to Bosnia and try it long term. But then COVID happened. So we're kind of like, well, we'll go there. We'll hide out for a couple of months. We'll apply for the time visa. We'll go back to Italy and we'll do our plan of a year in Italy with the intention of that is going to be our long term home. Narrator. 
that didn't happen. That didn't happen. We came in, we realized just how much we loved it. The reasons why we loved it before were, were that the people are incredible. Um, the It's Mediterranean, but also not as hot as Sicily because it's, you know, a few hundred miles north. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still beautiful weather, beautiful people, um, great wine. Um, sorry, Herzegovinans. Okay food. Decent, decent. Decent food. If you, if you don't like meat and potatoes, you're kind of shit out of luck yeah, in, uh, in the Balkans. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, just and, and we're just like, yeah, we want to stay here. So we, we took an Airbnb for about five weeks. After about week three, we were like, I want to stay here. I said to Leanne one night, I was like, can I let you do a secret? She went, what? I said, I want to stay here for a long time. And Leanne's like, I'm the same. <laughs> I want to stay here for a long time. So that we're making our home in Bosnia. It's the long way. It us 19 minutes to tell you that we're making a home in Bosnia, but this is yeah. our home. Yeah. So one of the things that we're going to bring in you over the next few weeks is a mixture of all kinds of bits and pieces. Probably just us two for the first few weeks. Yeah, yeah, got... yeah. Well, you've missed us. Why do you want to listen to anyone else? So, and so we'll tell you a little bit more about settling in Bosnia. If you're not interested in settling in Bosnia, I think there's still something there for you because the whole process is mm. similar across a lot of European countries. The difference with Bosnia is that in order to get a residency, there's no digital nomad visa. There is one in the pipeline, but who knows? Um, So what what you have to do here to get a visa is that you have to be employed. And we were like, well, no one's going to employ us. And also it's the same as... (laughs) We're literally unemployable. (laughs) But it's also the same as like Australia and New Zealand, I think, where you you have to give a job to a local person over someone who's not local. So you have to have a very specific set of skills um, <laughs> that you've honed over many, many years in order to, to get a job. So we're like, no, we can't do that. So we ended up um, ended up finding out that if you actually created a company and employed yourself, mm-hmm. then you can get a visa. <laughs> Welcome to Balkan Bureaucracy. Uh, that's yeah. that's a great, I would say that's a great domain name, Balkan Bureaucracy, but I can't spell bureaucracy, so. No, me neither, neither. No. But no, I think what's what's interesting about it, even if you've never... If you've never even, I think I think most nomads that have done Europe have probably come to Bosnia or skirted around Bosnia. Don't mean like avoiding it, but like you've been near it. You know where it is. And the really interesting thing about, because bear in Bosnia and Herzegovina, and we live in Herzegovina, which is basically in terms of how it looks, climate, food, very, very similar to Dalmatia and Croatia. Yeah, yeah. Very, very similar. Once you hit Mostar, of course, you get that kind of the, the more Ottoman influence, much more Muslim, much more, but that brings so much coolness, like East meets West. It's got such a cool vibe to it. So in terms of kind of like places to live, it's already ticking a lot, a lot of boxes. And then when you dive more into what it takes to establish a life here, a business here, tax-wise... It's it's really interesting, really interesting and very attractive. So we will be telling you more and more about that over the next few weeks as we literally go through this journey. We haven't secured our residency yet. Mm-mm. So we will take you through step by step what we're doing um, and how it all works out. But yeah, I think Bosnia is Bosnia is a little secret. And I'm, I'll be honest, I'm a bit apprehensive to tell the people about it because it is this when you look at all the blogs and it is all the normal ones, isn't it? Portugal. Greece, Croatia, Estonia, Lithuania from time to time pops up. It's all the all the kind of the usual digital nomad, like long term visa 
options. And I think if people knew about Bosnia, it would shoot up to the top three of the, the European list of places for digital nomads. I think it is this little secret and we're going we're gonna to tell you all about it. We are. It's going to be... Uh, I, I don't know quite... I don't want to over-egg the omelette. Is, is, that, is that a phrase? Have I made that up? Over-egg <laughs> the omelette? I don't want to break too many eggs to make an omelette chicken but anyway <laughs> not in these times no, not no, with no. these prices Al. no 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 but that's the thing prices in bosnia are like croatia was five years ago um in terms of property then the family who would rent this beautiful house to us with a pool and everything um this is the equivalent of a one-bed flat in manchester um the price we pay um and also they say that you for about 110,000 euros, what's that, about $119,000, you can buy a plot of land and build a house with a swimming pool, all done and dusted. Also, lots of people want to rent here. And also, we see this ripple effect. We've seen this a lot when we travel, the ripple mm-hmm. effect. And we and we see that Croatia is now so expensive to the point where it's about the same as the UK. Um, whereas Bosnia is literally, we are probably about, I think, about two hours away from Split, are we? Yep, two hours from Split, three from Dubrovnik. Whereas here, you come in, whatever you pay in, literally it's half. Well, it's not literally half. Yeah, it is literally half. Literally half. Literally half. So you might pay three euros for a beer in in Split. You'll pay one euro fifty for a beer here, and it'd be good beer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the groceries are really, really cheap. Uh, the accommodation's cheap. Uh, you can get yourself a holiday rental with a pool for, if you look around, for about half the price you'd pay mm-hmm. in Croatia. So basically what we're saying is that don't come, but please yes. do come. <laughs> now, and I think as well, and we'll, we'll dive more into this over the next few weeks, but there is just so much opportunity here. If you are mm. entrepreneurial, if you're a digital nomad that has your own business or has a side hustle, there is so much opportunity. It feels like there's so much opportunity here. And also so much opportunity to give back. Mm-hmm. Like one of the big issues that Bosnia Herzegovina has at the moment is underemployment. So you have young people who are highly qualified, but there's no jobs. So they're going to Germany or Austria or the Netherlands. So there's this massive brain drain in the country and an increasing average age. And with that brings its own challenges in terms of the economy and entrepreneurialism business. So it feels like there's a there's a way, and we have so many skills as digital nomads, particularly self-employed digital nomads, that we can we can, you know, support the younger generations and go, guys, if you can earn a wage from the UK, from Germany, from the US, from Australia, from from a Western country or, you know, a higher a country that typically pays higher levels of salary because the cost of living is so much more expensive, but you can do it remotely and stay in Bosnia, you're do you know what I mean? You're already probably 10 years ahead of yourself in terms of career trajectory because you're earning so much more money and you're keeping it in the country that you're born in and you love and where your family are. It just seems like there's so many opportunities to to give back to this country as well. So we're excited. We're very, very excited about the next few months. So we're gonna we're gonna share it with you. Yes, we are. Um, so um I think really what we just wanted to say was hello. Um then second thing we wanted to say was, I'm sorry. We're really sorry. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, we've not been around. Not broken um, promises from our end, I think. <laughs> yeah, because I think we, I th- I'm sure we did an episode recently going, hey guys, we're back, sorry about that, and we're basically doing the same one. Um, yeah. But thirdly, don't forget that it's Bosnia for a second, but just think think outside the box slightly. If you are a nomad or a slow mad, I think is the new term, which is actually 
what we've become. So we we did mm-hmm, five mm-hmm, years mm-hmm. of, and we did like 30 countries in five years. I think we moved on average every four weeks. And now we've got to the point where we did like a year or nine months in split, nine months in, in history in Croatia. Now we're potentially doing looking at four or five years here. First of all, I think that it's okay to get fed up with moving around. Mm-hmm. And if you're not careful, it's like it's like you know how you know how some people get to retirement age and then they just don't know what to do because work defines them. I think that we're in a similar situation. We were at risk of a similar situation with nomads. Is that you define yourself as a nomad, and then when you get sick of it, you go, "Well, I can't stop because I've told everyone I'm a nomad." And so, I think just giving you permission to go. Do you know what? If you're not enjoying the bouncing around every month, two months, three months, four months, doesn't matter. Go and find somewhere for a year. What we found also when we stopped for a year was that we got itchy feet about nine months. We ran away from home, if you remember some (laughs) of our other episodes before. So I think the clear thing is, what we're trying to say is that this isn't how do you get a visa and live in Bosnia. This is more like our journey towards the end of our nomading. Mm. We've slow-madded and now we're going to no nomad is my new term I've just made up. So in terms of our kind of life abroad sandwich... We started off as expats. We had a big chunky filling in the middle as nomads. And now we're looking at acquiring that second piece of bread to make a full sandwich. I love that analogy. <laughs> a nomad sandwich. Yeah. I think, do you know what? And I think as well, talking to, to so many different um, nomads and, and you guys as well have got in touch and, and shared your thoughts with us. It's, it's, it is a it is difficult because you get when especially when you start nomading you get a lot of questions like oh how long are you going to do that for and that's not sustainable and you know surely that lifestyle you can't do forever and it's like well no and our answer has always been well we'll do it for as long as it makes us happy and we'll do it for as long as is we find it fulfilling but the truth is I guess over the last probably since COVID and I think for anyone anyone who's a nomad when COVID hit the shine was taken off because it was you couldn't sustain that lifestyle anymore. It was really, really difficult. And I think we did actually pretty well to to keep going during that time responsibly, of course. And I think you just get to a point where whether it be age, whether it be circumstance, whether it be work, whether it be whatever, we just go, you know what, I could do with just settling down for a little bit and that's okay. And you might get the odd eye roll from people in your life. You might get the, oh, I told you so, or oh, it's about time. But I think the focus is what's making you happy in this moment. And for us, and I think this summer really emphasised that. I'm not sure we've got on, I'm not sure we've got the nomadness anymore. It was such hard work this summer. Do you not think? It was. It was a lot. Of, I mean, it didn't help that it was 45 degrees and we didn't eat for six months. Mm. Well, three months. But. Yeah, it, it definitely took the shine off things. And I think that it also, it took us, we went through the whole like five stages of grieving, I think, for that mm-hmm. for that life. And now we're acceptance and we're like, okay, it's okay. So if you're listening to this and you are traveling and you have been traveling, don't bother about those people who, who would go, oh, I told you so, or I knew it wouldn't. They're just jealous of your life. That's all it is. Anyone who's judging you for the life you live it's probably because they want that life. And rather than saying, I want that life and I'm willing to take all the risks to have that life, 
they're trying to pull you down like the whole tall poppy mm-hmm. syndrome. So yeah, I remember just remember the the principles and the values and the philosophy that started your journey traveling in the first place, the sense of freedom, the sense of designing your own life, the sense of having an adventure, the sense of new things, new cultures, expanding your experiences, your understanding, your knowledge of the world. All of those things can still happen as an expat. And I say with confidence because we started our journey as expats, not as digital nomads. So yeah, if you are in this place, then Come with us and we'll tell you. And I'm sure there will be times in the new year where we do get bored and we do run away from home again. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Well, but we'll always only three hours away. Exactly. I guess it's we're at the point of our expat nomad life where we are ready to find somewhere to call home. But what's interesting is that it's never even although those feelings have been quite strong for both of us over the past 12, 18 months, not one conversation has ever started with do you think we should go back to the UK? No, never. <laughs> it's the one thing we've always been sure about. And no disrespect to the UK. It's, you know, it's where our friends are, our families are. And the UK has a lot of awesome things going for it. It's also a complete shit show at the moment, let's be honest. <laughs> Politically, climate. Yeah, the last two years, the last two, three years have been rough for the UK. But, you know, it's always a place that that will be home in some sense because it's where we come from. But I think, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling. I feel like I'm reflecting out loud. But I guess the point is, if you're undecided, if you don't know, but something just feels like it needs to change, listen, listen along and we'll tell you how we're trying to navigate that. Absolutely. So if you're not subscribed... Well, if you're not subscribed, then good luck finding this. Because <laughs> it's been nine months since we posted anything. So I think we're probably only talking to you hardcore subscribers here, which we are very excited to have you along for the ride. Again, don't turn off if you're not interested in Bosnia, because the whole point is that we are transitioning from nomads to slow mads, which we were for the last couple of years, to now no nomads. I'm going to come up with a better name for that for next time. Um, but it's perm nads. Now, perm nads sounds a little bit like... <laughs> In the UK, nads. Like balls. Yeah. In the UK, there's a, there's a phrase called nads, which is basically gonads, which is basically testicles. <laughs> so um, maybe I won't go down the whole perm nad. No. Situation. And then we probably need to have a whole conversation about the whole expat is a problematic term. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we're, we're basically, forget all the terminology. We're trying to make a country that's not, not the one of our origin our one for the indefinite future. Absolutely, and it's um, and I think that's one of the reasons why we change it from travelers. If if you if you if you remember those oh, if you're days, an OG. Yeah. Get in, if you're an OG, get in touch. Yeah, tell us. We'll send you something in the boat. We won't actually, but no, we'll I just, totes will. I'll get will some you? kind of mug made up or something. Yeah, uh, travelers, which was where we first started off. Travelers over thirty, and then we changed to a sideways life about eighteen months ago because we realised that first of all, COVID fucked the travel, but secondly, <laughs> we want to live a sideways life. We we're not continually pushing forward. We're going. Let's just. Just bre- find the breadth of life and enjoy the experiences in the breadth, not necessarily the omni, the unidirectional moving forward. I feel like maybe I might be might be going off on, a, on, on like a tangent. Maybe I'm. Maybe, I feel like I'm turning into one of those those speakers you get on stage. You go, you can do it. It's just a matter of like you know Norman Vincent Peale. Anyway, I think it's probably time to say goodbye. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to respond to that. I don't think you need to. At least you say goodbye. Bye. Bye.